0: Section 3 of the Columbia Accident Investigation Board final report volume 1 this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org recording by avee in january 2016 the columbia accident investigation board final report volume 1 by the Columbia Accident Investigation Board. An introduction to the Space Shuttle, an introduction to NASA. An introduction to the Space Shuttle. The Space Shuttle is one of the most complex machines ever devised. Its main elements, the orbiter, Space Shuttle main engines, external tank and solid rocket boosters are assembled from more than 2.5 million parts 230 miles of wire, 1,060 valves and 1,440 circuit breakers. Weighing approximately 4.5 million pounds at launch, the space shuttle accelerates to an orbital velocity of 17,500 miles per hour, 20 times faster than the speed of sound, in just over 8 minutes. Once on orbit, the orbiter must protect its crew from the vacuum of space while enabling astronauts to conduct scientific research, deploy and service satellites, and assemble the International Space Station. At the end of its mission, the shuttle uses the Earth's atmosphere as a brake to decelerate from orbital velocity to a safe landing at 220 miles per hour dissipating in the process all the energy it gained on its way into orbit. The Orbiter The Orbiter is what is popularly referred to as the space shuttle. About the size of a small commercial airliner, the Orbiter normally carries a crew of seven, including a commander, pilot and five mission or payload specialists. The orbiter can accommodate a payload the size of a school bus weighing between 38,000 and 56,300 pounds, depending on what orbit it is launched into. The orbiter's upper flight deck is filled with equipment for flying and manoeuvring the vehicle and controlling its remote manipulator arm. The mid-deck contains stowage lockers for food, equipment, supplies and experiments, as well as a toilet, a hatch for entering and exiting the vehicle on the ground and, in some instances, an airlock for doing so in orbit. During liftoff and landing, four crew members sit on the flight deck and the rest on the mid-deck. Different parts of the orbiter are subjected to dramatically different temperatures during re-entry. The nose and leading edges of the wings are exposed to superheated air temperatures of 2,800 to 3,000 degrees Fahrenheit, depending upon re-entry profile. Other portions of the wing and fuselage can reach 2,300 degrees Fahrenheit. Still other areas on top of the fuselage are sufficiently shielded from superheated air that ice sometimes survives through landing. To protect its thin aluminum structure during re-entry, the orbiter is covered with various materials collectively referred to as the thermal protection system. The three major components of the system are various types of heat-resistant tiles, blankets, and the reinforced carbon-carbon panels on the leading edge of the wing and nose cap. The RCC panels most closely resemble a high-tech fiberglass, layers of special graphite cloth that are molded to the desired shape at very high temperatures. The tiles, which protect most other areas of the orbiter exposed to medium and high heating, are 90% air and 10% silica, similar to common sand. One-tenth the weight of ablative heat shields, which are designed to erode during re-entry and therefore can only be used once, the shuttle's tiles are reusable. They come in varying strengths and sizes depending on which area of the orbiter they protect and are designed to withstand either 1,200 or 2,300 degrees Fahrenheit. In a dramatic demonstration of how little heat the tiles transfer, one can place a blowtorch on one side of a tile and a bare hand on the other. The blankets, capable of withstanding either 700 or 1,200 degrees Fahrenheit, Cover regions of the orbiter that experience only moderate heating. Space Shuttle Main Engines Each orbiter has three main engines mounted at the aft fuselage. These engines use the most efficient propellants in the world, oxygen and hydrogen, at a rate of half a tonne per second. At 100% power, each engine produces 375,000 pounds of thrust, four times that of the largest engine on commercial jets. The large bell-shaped nozzle on each engine can swivel 10.5 degrees up and down and 8.5 degrees left and right to provide steering control during ascent. External Tank The three main engines burn propellant at a rate that would drain an average-sized swimming pool in 20 seconds. The external tank accommodates up to 143,351 gallons of liquid oxygen and 385,265 gallons of liquid hydrogen. In order to keep the super-cold propellants from boiling and to prevent ice from forming on the outside of the tank while it is sitting on the launch pad, the external tank is covered with a one-inch thick coating of insulating foam. This insulation is so effective that the surface of the external tank feels only slightly cool to the touch, even though the liquid oxygen is stored at minus 297 degrees Fahrenheit and liquid hydrogen at minus 423 degrees Fahrenheit. This insulating foam also protects the tank's aluminum structure from aerodynamic heating during ascent although generally considered the least complex of the shuttle's main components in fact the external tank is a remarkable engineering achievement in addition to holding over one point five million pounds of cryogenic propellants the one hundred fifty three point eight foot long tank must support the weight of the orbiter while on the launch pad and absorb the 7.3 million pounds of thrust generated by the solid rocket boosters and space shuttle main engines during launch and ascent. The external tanks are manufactured in a plant near New Orleans and are transported by barge to the Kennedy Space Center in Florida. Unlike the solid rocket boosters, which are reused, the external tank is discarded during each mission burning up in the Earth's atmosphere after being jettisoned from the orbiter. Solid rocket boosters Despite their power, the Space Shuttle main engines alone are not sufficient to boost the vehicle to orbit. In fact, they provide only 15% of the necessary thrust. Two solid rocket boosters attached to the external tank generate the remaining 85%. Together, these two 149-foot-long motors produce over 6 million pounds of thrust. The largest solid propellant rockets ever flown, these motors use an aluminum powder fuel and ammonium perchlorate oxidizer in a binder that has the feel and consistency of a pencil eraser. Each of the solid rocket boosters consists of 11 separate segments joined together. The joints between the segments were extensively redesigned after the Challenger accident, which occurred when hot gases burned through an O-ring and seal in the aft joint on the left solid rocket booster. The motor segments are shipped from their manufacturer in Utah and assembled at the Kennedy Space Center. Once assembled, each solid rocket booster is connected to the external tank by bolts weighing 65 pounds each. After the solid rocket boosters burn for just over two minutes, these bolts are separated by pyrotechnic charges, and small rockets then push the solid rocket boosters safely away from the rest of the vehicle. As the boosters fall back to earth, parachutes in their nose cones deploy. After splashing down into the ocean 120 miles downrange from the launch pad, they are recovered for refurbishment and reuse. The Shuttle Stack The first step in assembling a space shuttle for launch is stacking the solid rocket booster segments on the mobile launch platform. Eight large hold-down bolts at the base of the solid rocket boosters will bear the weight of the entire space shuttle stack while it awaits launch. The external tank is attached to the solid rocket boosters, and the orbiter is then attached to the external tank at three points two at its bottom, and a bipod attachment near the nose. When the vehicle is ready to move out of the vehicle assembly building, a crawler-transporter picks up the entire mobile launch platform and carries it, at one mile per hour, to one of the two launch pads. An introduction to NASA an act to provide for research into the problems of flight within and outside the Earth's atmosphere and for other purposes. With this simple preamble, the Congress and the President of the United States created the National Aeronautics and Space Administration, NASA, on October 1, 1958. Formed in response to the launch of Sputnik by the Soviet Union, NASA inherited the research-oriented National Advisory Committee for Aeronautics, NACA, and several other government organizations, and almost immediately began working on operations for manned spaceflight. NASA's first high-profile program was Project Mercury, an early effort to learn if humans could survive in space. Project Gemini followed with a more complex series of experiments to increase man's time in space and validate advanced concepts such as rendezvous. The efforts continued with Project Apollo, culminating in 1969, when Apollo 11 landed the first humans on the Moon. The return from orbit on July 24, 1975, of the crew from the Apollo-Soyuz test project began a six-year hiatus of American manned spaceflight. The launch of the first space shuttle in April 1981 brought Americans back into space, continuing today with the assembly and initial operations of the International Space Station. In addition to the human spaceflight program, NASA also maintains an active, if small, aeronautics research program, a space science program, including deep space and interplanetary exploration and an Earth observation program. The agency also conducts basic research activities in a variety of fields. NASA, like many federal agencies, is a heavily matrixed organization, meaning that the lines of authority are not necessarily straightforward. At the simplest level, there are three major types of entities involved in the human spaceflight program. NASA field centers, NASA programs carried out at those centers, and industrial and academic contractors. The centers provide the buildings, facilities, and support services for the various programs. The programs, along with field centers and headquarters, hire civil servants and contractors from the private sector to support aspects of their enterprises. The locations. NASA Headquarters, located in Washington, D.C., is responsible for leadership and management across five strategic enterprises – aerospace technology, biological and physical research, earth science, space science, and human exploration and development of space. NASA Headquarters also provides strategic management for the Space Shuttle and International Space Station programs. The Johnson Space Center in Houston, Texas, was established in 1961 as the manned spacecraft center and has led the development of every U.S. manned spaceflight program. Currently, Johnson is home to both the Space Shuttle and International Space Station program offices. The facilities at Johnson include the training, simulation and mission control centers for the Space Shuttle and Space Station. Johnson also has flight operations at Ellington Field, where the training aircraft for the astronauts and support aircraft for the Space Shuttle program are stationed, and manages the White Sands Test Facility, New Mexico, where hazardous testing is conducted. The Kennedy Space Center was created to launch the Apollo missions to the Moon, and currently provides launch and landing facilities for the Space Shuttle. The center is located on Merritt Island, Florida, adjacent to the Cape Canaveral Air Force Station that also provides support for the space shuttle program, and was the site of the earlier Mercury and Gemini launches. Personnel at Kennedy support maintenance and overhaul services for the orbiters, assemble and check out the integrated vehicle prior to launch, and operate the space station processing facility where components of the orbiting laboratory are packaged for launch aboard the Space Shuttle. The majority of contractor personnel assigned to Kennedy are part of the Space Flight Operations Contract administered by the Space Shuttle Program Office at Johnson. The Marshall Space Flight Center near Huntsville, Alabama, is home to most NASA rocket propulsion efforts. The Space Shuttle Projects Office, located at Marshall, organizationally part of the Space Shuttle Program Office at Johnson, manages the manufacturing and support contracts to Boeing Rocketdyne for the Space Shuttle Main Engine SSME, to Lockheed Martin for the External Tank ET, and to ATK Thiokol Propulsion for the Reusable Solid Rocket Motor (RSRM), the major piece of the solid rocket booster. Marshall is also involved in microgravity research and space product development programs that fly as payloads on the Space Shuttle. The Stennis Space Center in Bay St. Louis, Mississippi, is the largest rocket propulsion test complex in the United States. Stennis provides all of the testing facilities for the Space Shuttle main engines and external tank. The solid rocket boosters are tested at the ATK Thiokol Propulsion Facilities in Utah. The Ames Research Center at Moffett Field, California, has evolved from its aeronautical research routes to become a center of excellence for information technology. The center's primary importance to the Space Shuttle program, however, lies in wind tunnel and arc jet testing and the development of thermal protection system concepts. The Langley Research Center at Hampton, Virginia, is the agency's primary center for structures and materials and supports the Space Shuttle Program in these areas, as well as in basic aerodynamic and thermodynamic research. The programs The two major human spaceflight efforts within NASA are the Space Shuttle Program and International Space Station Program, both headquartered at Johnson although they report to a deputy associate administrator at NASA headquarters in Washington, D.C. The Space Shuttle Program Office at Johnson is responsible for all aspects of developing, supporting, and flying the Space Shuttle. To accomplish these tasks, the program maintains large workforces at the various NASA centers that host the facilities used by the program. The Space Shuttle Program Office is also responsible for managing the spaceflight operations contract with United Space Alliance that provides most of the contractor support at Johnson & Kennedy as well as a small amount at Marshall. The Contractors The Space Shuttle Program employs a wide variety of commercial companies to provide services and products. Among these are some of the largest aerospace and defense contractors in the country including, but not limited to, United Space Alliance. This is a joint venture between Boeing and Lockheed Martin that was established in 1996 to perform the spaceflight operations contract that essentially conducts the day-to-day operation of the space shuttle. United Space Alliance is headquartered in Houston, Texas, and employs more than 10,000 people at Johnson, Kennedy and Marshall, Its contract currently runs through 2005. The Boeing Company, NASA Systems The Space Shuttle Orbiter was designed and manufactured by Rockwell International, located primarily in Downey and Palmdale, California. In 1996, the Boeing Company purchased the aerospace assets of Rockwell International and later moved the Downey operation to Huntington Beach, California, as part of a consolidation of facilities. Boeing is subcontracted to United Space Alliance to provide support to orbiter modifications and operations, with work performed in California and at Johnson & Kennedy. The Boeing Company, Rocketdyne Propulsion and Power The Rocketdyne division of Rockwell International was responsible for the development and manufacture of the space shuttle main engines and continues to support the engines as a part of the Boeing company. The Space Shuttle Project's office at Marshall manages the main engines contract, with most of the work performed in California, Stennis and Kennedy. ATK Thiokol Propulsion ATK Thiokol Propulsion, formerly Morton Thiokol, in Brigham City, Utah, manufactures the reusable solid rocket motor segments that are the propellant sections of the solid rocket boosters. The Space Shuttle Projects Office at Marshall manages the reusable solid rocket motor contract. Lockheed Martin Space Systems Michaud operations. The external tank was developed and manufactured by Martin Marietta at the NASA Michaud Assembly Facility near New Orleans, Louisiana. Martin Marietta later merged with Lockheed to create Lockheed Martin. The external tank is the only disposable part of the Space Shuttle system, so new ones are always under construction. The Space Shuttle Project's office at Marshall manages the external tank contract. Lockheed Martin Missiles and Fire Control The reinforced carbon-carbon panels Used on the nose and wing leading edges of the orbiter, were manufactured by Ling Temco Vought in Grand Prairie, Texas. Lockheed Martin acquired LTV through a series of mergers and acquisitions. The Space Shuttle Program Office at Johnson manages the RCC support contract. End of section three.